I literally burped as I pressed record. <laughs> what a lovely way to kick off proceedings. Just communal burping before yeah. the show. Hello, Mel. Hey, Josie. How are you? Good, good. How are you? I'm ready for another all Aussie mystery. I'm literally so excited about this one because you are going to get so scared. I know like I just nothing know about it. I'm already terrified just from the details yes. that you've shared. Just little snippets. Before we get into that, though, mm. our group is growing. Our group's slowly growing yes. on Facebook, the All, the All Aussie Mystery Hour <laughs> Facebook group, which you can find on the Pedestrian TV Facebook page. It is great. I think it has 60-something members yep. now. Yep, and 80% of them are our friends. Yep. <laughs> but forced. there's 20% aren't. Yeah. 20% nice. found us. So we take to that group to share little snippets and details that kind of don't translate in a podcast, like maybe audio files, videos, photos. Yeah. You definitely want to join after this episode because there's a picture that is yeah. really, really vital. <sighs> It's the picture that I'm scared yeah, of. You're scared. She's, yeah, Josie's already scared of the picture. Yeah, I'm scared of the picture. I don't even think you've seen the picture. I haven't seen the picture. still scared it's of the just, picture. I just know. I know. So, <laughs> so go there and join that. If you haven't subscribed to us on iTunes or Spotify podcasts. Please do. Make sure you do that because then you know when we're hitting you up with a fresh mystery. And while you're there, you should just like us yep. and leave a really nice comment that yep. says what angelic human beings we are. Yep, and a, like, glowing review because yeah. it really helps us. It does. helps us just be visible to other people so other people will find us. Yeah, and then if you like the podcast, it means we can make more episodes of the podcast yes. and keep providing you with the spicy coverage of mysteries and true crime. That may or may not take up an hour of your commute. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not ever. <laughs> We're averaging at, like, 40 minutes now, I think. Yeah. Someone even, I think, jokingly was like, the all Aussie mystery 40, 40 minutes. minutes. And I was like, I like this. It doesn't yes. have the same ring, <laughs> doesn't does have it? the same ring. <laughs> um, well, should we get into yeah, the mystery? let's do it. So this episode is obviously Mel's. I'm listening. She's presenting. I am. And what are you presenting to us today? The Luna Park Ghost Train Fire of 1979. I don't like it. I'm already scared. I know you don't like it. So, it's the word ghost that's yeah. getting me. Oh, 100%. It's already <laughs> creepy based around where it what hap- where it happened, mm. you know, the actual location. Um, also, Luna Park, creepy. That big face is scary. Yes. Like any kind of um, theme park is scary yeah. to me. Except if they're really packed full of people and it's fine. But, like, when you see them at night, have you ever mm. been to an event at Luna Park mm-hmm. at night and, like, there's just not as many people around and those faces just look creepy. They look they creepier do. at night. It's all creepy. I think it's that thing of, like, you know, when, like, you're watching something scary and then there's, like, a kid singing. Oh. Like, that's the music. It's yes. that. It's, like, teaming yeah. innocence with, like, evil because like night is evil night is evil and that's That's why we tricked out but anyway it actually is it's a super sad story but it is also insanely bizarre so okay i'll I'll get started with the facts facts only facts only (laughs) that's us we are facts only we are well we are facts only (laughs) will you get all the facts no we don't know (laughs) but you'll get facts some facts some facts there's always some facts in our podcast at least some some correct facts. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, literally straight out of the gate with a creepy factor. Uh oh. 
So the Luna Park Ghost Train was constructed in 1931. That's already scary to me. Well, that's not the scary bit. But... The 30s were scary. <laughs> okay. If you're already scared, Josie, you the, are going to die. The hairs on the back of my neck are standing up. I know, because you get scared about everything. I'm just on edge. Let's all acknowledge that when I did the Lithgow Panther, a literal panther <laughs> that is in a forest in the Blue Mountains, if it exists, scared Josie in this room in the middle of Surrey Hills, mm. five floors up from the ground. <laughs> and Surrey Hills being an inner city suburb of Sydney, yes. for those of you that aren't from Sydney, there's no panthers. No panthers there's at all. There's no panthers anywhere. So, yes, it was constructed in 1931 mm-hmm. in Luna Park, Glenelg, South Australia. <gasps> I know. I Don't. freaked out. I freaked out when I read that. So Don't. should we backstory yeah. people? You backstory people because actually they're both your stories. They are. So the two two of the episodes that I've presented so far, Beaumont Kids, Glenelg Beach, they went missing. 1968, 66? Mm, seven. <laughs> then... Episode three, no. No. Five. Yeah. <laughs> Summit and Man, Summit and Beach, which is located in Glenelg, the suburb, I think. Well, near Glenelg, South Australia. Yeah. The, weird 1948, but weird things happen. Yeah. There. And like Glenelg is not, I don't know, I could be wrong on this, but Glenelg is not like some hot spot for life down in South Australia. Theory. Yes. It's like in Buffy, how it's the Hellmouth. Yes. Sunnyvale. Oh, my God. Okay, yes, because let's come back to the Hellmouth <laughs> situation because there is sort of a potential connection what? there. Oh, my well, God, I was joking. Now it's I'm not actually it. a Hellmouth. Okay, <laughs> Luna Park is not a Hellmouth, everybody, <laughs> just in case everyone is now freaking out They're and turning like, off the podcast. How do, how do we disguise the Hellmouth? I know, we'll build a huge mouth. Yes, a literal <laughs> mouth. call it Luna Park. And put a scary man face on it and then not even a man face. What is that? It's I like a clown, like an a evil clown. clown. Um, yeah, so that I was like shocked by that. Glenelg, of course yeah. it was. So that's yeah, that's really the background of this ride. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was very popular, and actually, the reason I even heard about this story was my mum. When we were kids, which this is so macabre, yeah. we would go to Luna Park, and she'd be like, "That's where the ghost train was, <laughs> the ghost train that lit on fire and killed people." And I'm like, literally, probably eight at this point, trying to enjoy your life, live like, you your right, innocent mom? life. <laughs> <laughs> just mum coming in with the, like, macabre facts. Yeah, like my mum with a Zaria Chamberlain stuff. Yes. <laughs> Our mum's just like... This, this is why we are the way we are. It is. Because of them yeah. freaking us out and fascinating us yes. with these macabre facts. Exactly. And, and telling them to us in situations where we're happy mm. so that we connect them <laughs> to be having a good time. To joy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, exactly oh, it. I'm depressed. What should I do? I know. I'll read about a murder. That's literally... You. Yeah. I'll watch Forensic Files. Yeah. Weird. Weird. Um, anyway, so yes, that's how I heard about it. So it's quite a popular ride. Um, so June the 9th, 1979, mm-hmm. at 10.15pm, a fire broke out inside the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, there were around 35 people who were believed to be on it at the time. It's mm. a lot. That is a lot. Um I guess because carts, I'm assuming, I, I didn't actually, they didn't explain how it goes, but I assume it's like, you know, when you go on rides these days and there's like a million different carts going through? Yeah. So basically thick smoke started escaping from the tunnel doors and that's how they knew there was a fire. And um, the fire actually completely consumed the whole ride. Oh, my God. Because, um, oh, sorry, I'm jumping ahead. It took an hour to bring the ride under control. Like the, the to bring the, bring the fire under control, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Not the ride. Um, the ride is off, obviously. <laughs> 
Um, and it, it's not funny, but it is because I fucked up a word. Um, it was extinguished um, before any significant damage could be done to the river caves and the Big Dipper, which are like the Big Dipper was like on top of it kind of. Right. Um, and the river caves were like next to it. So it kind of was very contained to just the ride. Okay. Um, so it was initially thought actually that everyone had escaped. But at about 11.30 p.m., they found the bodies of seven people inside the ride. And it was really sad because um, they actually say they found people, like, huddled. Aww. Yeah, it's really – it's awful. It's actually like awful. I can't think people. of any other, any worse way to die, to be honest. Yeah, that's horrible. I mean, I can, but, yeah. That's but, like, definitely pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, top five. Um, so the people that died were John Godson and his two children, Damien no. and Craig, and they were only six and four no. little babies. Can and I, I just, just... I don't want to parent blame here. Yeah. But why would two tiny kids know. at Luna Park at 10.15 at night? But also on the ghost train? But maybe the, the ghost train wasn't that scary. Yeah. It seems like a strange thing to be doing, but I'm it, not parent blaming. Well, I don't know, because Luna Park does open... Is this Luna Park, Sydney, where yeah. this happened? Yeah, it opens late. So I think... Yeah, they have that kind of like late night vibe where you pay money and get unlimited rides. Yes. I mean, I don't know if that's how it was back then, but like, yeah, it definitely has that vibe. And yeah. also, I don't know much about the actual ride, how scary it was, because I would think four is pretty fucking I young. I ghost trains. I've Clearly, never, ever I'm been such on one. A fucking scaredy cat. Yeah. Anyway, um, there were also four Waverley College students. Jonathan Billings, Richard Carroll, Michael Johnson, and Seamus Rahili. Raleigh? I reckon that's going to be Raleigh. So, yeah, really sad because it was like all young people and a dad. So yeah. it's not. And, um, yeah, and it was just like apparently basically the police speculated that they would have climbed out of their cars to try and escape. Mm. And if they'd stayed in, they would have survived, which is oh, really, really sad. Yeah, because oh. like all the other people kind of stayed in their things and they just like obviously were like, continued the ride to get them out. Right. And okay. I guess if you got out in a pitch black, yeah. smoke-filled, you right. know, okay. closed-off area, God, it's extremely I sad. I don't know if I would have I don't know either. Do you know I think I would have gotten out because you'd panic? Exactly. Fight or flight kind of thing. Yeah. And so, yeah. So super, super devastating. Mm. Um, so the park was shut down immediately after the incident for a federal investigation. And long story short, the fire was blamed on electrical faults um, and the complete destruction of the ride from the fire was blamed on a lack of staffing and inadequate firefighting measures, um, including low water pressure. And Jenny Godson, who is the surviving Mm. mother of the children and wife of John, she comes back into play again soon. She said she saw firefighters seeking water from the harbour. So it was like clearly like shit was not sorted. Um. The exact cause of the fire couldn't be determined by a coronial coronial yeah, inquiry. Coronial um, it wasn't the ride's permanent wiring, um, but other wiring is thought to have caused it. Coroner Kevin Anderson said that Luna Park's management failed to develop an adequate fire suppression program despite recommendations by the North Sydney Council and the fire department over a year before. So mm. basically they fucked up. Yeah. Um, then Sydney Design con- a Sydney sorry a Sydney Design consultant stated that he had advised Luna Park management to install a sprinkler system in the ghost train in December 1977 following an inspection of the park for potential renovations mm. and it wasn't followed like so, a year and a half later they still hadn't bothered to do it yeah um, 
and Anderson's report stated that while the park's owners and management had failed in their duty of care towards patrons, the failure was not that high degree of negligence necessary to support a charge of criminal negligence, which is weird because I would think not having an, a, a legit fire protection yeah. pop thing in place would be... Or doing the things recommended by yeah. the inspector. But whatever. So they basically they didn't get like charged with the whole situation. I feel like they would today. Yeah, I think so too, because it was reopened in 1987 and no new findings Mm. were made. Um, So, yeah, still, yeah. But the fire forced the closure of Luna Park till 1982, and that's when it reopened under a new name and new owners. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's closed and opened many times, because I remember it reopening when I was like a kid and the Big Dipper was put back in and then they had to take it out again. But that was to do with like surrounding apartment blocks, but... Yeah, it's yeah. just had a. It's been fraught with like closures. Yeah, I didn't grow up in Sydney, so it's not really like yeah. when I was young and you wanted to go to a theme park, you went to Australia's Wonderland. Oh, <laughs> Australia's Wonderland was the best. Was so good. They, weren't they remaking it? What happened? With I that? did hear a rumor. I feel like we wrote about it. Yeah, I think even before my time of working here, it was one of those ones where everyone was tagging each other because it's just like memories. Oh, I'm gonna go Google that after this. But yeah, yeah I loved Australia. Yeah, Wonderland. that's where we went, and like we had the Newcastle show as well, so that it would come to us. So we'd <laughs> yeah, go on all the rides. But I didn't really go to Luna Park. Look, even as someone who grew up in Sydney, I didn't really go to Luna Park. I think when it reopened, I would have been like a kid in primary school, and, and I remember going. Terrified you with that story. Yep. So I, I definitely went a couple of times then, and then I went a couple of times as an adult mm. for events, like you said. Yeah. Um, there's like an event space there, but mm. yeah, in terms like it's 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 still quite populated. I think it'll always be there just because visually, yeah. on the harbour, it looks quite yeah. beautiful. Um, and it's a bit of a tourist attraction. But, yeah, um, they actually did have a memorial for the fire victims. Mm. And then it got removed in, like, 2003, like, during some sort of replacement of something. Like, you know, like, they were moving another right. ride or exhibition or something and then it got removed. And then there was all these arguments of, like, we don't really need it there. And, like, I think there's a plaque now. Right. So, but that's quite weird. I, th- I would think they would put something a bit more – I guess, they, I mean – to be honest, like it's probably not like you want to remind people, but then exactly. you would think it's the victims' PR, families. Is it? No, it's a shit thing to not, you know, since they didn't officially get in trouble for it, and if they're not having a memorial, then it's like they're just completely, yeah, you know, what's the word? Just like shunning all responsibility, yeah, for it's it, weird. and they're not even like paying any respect to it if they don't have a memorial. Yeah, exactly. So all of that's pretty, like you know bow tied on the package of what happened but because there was no actual like (laughs) confirmation that the fire was a cause of faulty electricity there's always been these really they're pretty strong rumours that arson by unknown figures was the cause of the fire right? because they don't know Yeah. so um, there's two Mm. there's two basically theories so the first theory that I presented to you was electrical faults yes the second two theories are arson, arsonists. Yeah. One is probably more normal, mm-hmm. like as a theory. The other one is wild as fuck. So okay. I'm going to start with the normal one. Okay. So in May 2007, this woman called Anne Buckingham, who is the niece of Sid- a Sydney underworld figure, Abe Saffron. Oh, who I'd heard yes, the name. He's famous. Yeah, okay. So I'd heard the yeah. name. I didn't know much about him. He was him. like the guy that kind of started King's Cross. Was this like in Underbelly at some point? I don't know if they 
did it because it was like in the 50s. I want to mm. say 50s. Okay. And the underbelly King's Cross that they did was John Ibrahim. Yes. Which was more 80s, yeah. 90s. Um, but he, I went to the police museum in Sydney, which yeah. is really cool. Um, I recommend it. It's kind of down towards Circular Quay, mm-hmm. between Macquarie Street, Circular Quay. Yeah. And, yeah, there was an exhibition about Abe Saffron and, like, the underworld of that time, which is very cool. Like, yeah, he was dodgy. Yeah. So he's well-known then. Okay. Because I knew the name, but I didn't know yeah. much about it. Anyway, she claimed in an interview with the Sydney Morning Herald that her uncle was responsible for the <gasps> fire. Oh, my God. Why would he do that? Well, basically, he was associated with seven other arson attacks in the two years following the ghost train fire. But he's always denied involvement in the ghost train fire. So he's always he always said, no, I didn't do it. What were the other? Sorry, Tinder. Look, I don't know. <laughs> As usual, Josie, I don't know. <laughs> um, but um, the reason, the speculated reason for him, like, burning the ghost train like was essentially that it was part of a plan for him to gain control of Luna Park's lease. But he didn't intend to kill anyone. So he just wanted to, the theory is he just wanted to start a fire so that it would, you know, maybe threaten them, maybe burn it down so that they had, like, no money or something. I'm not sure. But the end result would be that he got control of the lease. Um, And then former Luna Park artist, Luna Park or a theme park artist, I'm not sure, Martin Sharp said that Saffron had approached Luna Park's owner, Ted Hopkins, several years before the fire, offering to buy the park. Mm. Then in 1985, it was claimed by New South Wales politician Michael John Hatton that Saffron had beneficial ownership of the park, which I looked up beneficial ownership, and I think it means, like, you silently kind of own it, like you kind of have some claim on it. Right. Even though you're not on the name on the deed. I don't know things about ownership. I'm never going to own a house. So I have no idea what any of this means. But I, like I looked it up and right. the nuts and bolts of it seemed to be that it was kind of like you're silently in the background, but you do actually have a bit of ownership right. in there. So therefore, it kind of doesn't entirely make sense that he would like burn, burn part it. of his own property yeah. down. Um, anyway, an inquiry concluded that although people related to Saffron were involved in supplying pinball and arcade games to Luna Park, he himself was not linked to ownership of the park. So then that kind of went. Out again. So we're right. back to square one okay. where he doesn't have beneficial ownership. I'm probably right in assuming that the seven other arson attacks, people didn't die. Yeah, no, I don't so, think so. And I th- I think they are potentially related to other things where he wanted something yeah, out of like the he, event. Yeah, he like owned venues and things Yeah, like, like he's probably burning other people's shit down. So, yeah, that he's so like, I'm Fuck guessing you. the reason, if he was responsible, the reason he was like, no, I flatly deny this is because seven people died. Yes. Like he's not that then becomes manslaughter and, you know, not yeah. just arson. I didn't even think about that, but that's very true. So that's Like why maybe if no one died, he would have. Yeah. Um, anyway, the New South Wales Attorney General stated the coronial inquiry could be reopened but would first require the submission of new evidence to the police. So basically they would reopen it to investigate Abe Saffron, but there would need to be new evidence. Rather, and I don't not think there has been. Yeah, obviously. like, he did it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's him. Right. This is the scary one. Oh, I'm I'm frightened. <laughs> okay, you're going to get so I'd scared. I'd rather it just be underworld figure. <laughs> you're like, I like the safe underworld figure. <laughs> the benevolent. <laughs> Even though he's real person yeah. and will absolutely do bad shit, I like I him like, more. I feel like he's dead. 
I think he is dead mm. because, yeah, I'm pretty sure he is dead. But, yeah, anyway, whatever. Sorry, Abe. Sorry, Abe. Bye. <laughs> um, so the second one. So basically oh. the day of the events, the Godson family were in Circular Quay. Mm-hmm. So you know how in Circular Quay um, there's heaps of buskers and stuff? Like yes. people around. Yeah, street performers, yeah. buskers. So they were kind of like doing that, that shtick. Yeah. That shtick. They'd been to Taronga <laughs> yeah. Zoo. Yeah, the whole tourist thing. Yeah. Where were they from? I'm asking questions that you don't know. I knew yeah. before I got that out. I know. I wasn't. No idea. But that's important. what they were doing. They were I don't even They might have even been from Sydney, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, when you've got kids, it's like, and you've got a weekend to fill, you go and do the touristy Yeah. Absolutely. Things. You go show them some echidnas. We're going to the zoo. We're going to Luna Park. Yeah. Stand and look at this guy <laughs> playing the saxophone for like at least an hour <laughs> so that I can just like shut off for a second of life. Yeah. So... Jenny Godson, so she's mm. the surviving wife, uh, she recalled. Mm. So these is the, all of these facts are taken from a couple of Daily Telegraph interviews with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is kind of the story that she's been kind of telling since the time. Okay. So basically she recalls this busker coming out of nowhere, she says, and apparently singling out um, her six-year-old Damien. Mm-hmm. Like walking up to him, putting his his arm around him, getting a photograph with him, right? That's the last photo known of Damien. Mm. Um, then the family, so the family had four tickets left, so they decided to go on the ghost train. Mm-hmm. Jenny says she had this weird urge for ice cream and that she didn't even really eat ice cream. It wasn't a thing that she ever really craved. Mm. Like she didn't have a sweet tooth. Right. So she let her husband and two sons go on and literally went to get an ice cream. Right, because the urge was so strong. Yeah. Um, so she should have been on the ride. Yeah, the and wasn't. tickets. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so then she gets the, these photos printed and the photo with the son, the guy is wearing this, it's like a cow mask, like a cow oh my head. Oh, God. And, and horns. What? Yeah, but he, like if you looked at it normally, you would just be like weird busker, kind weird. of a weird well, outfit, a weird but like thing to be wearing. But it's a bit yeah. odd, but it's not completely, mm. completely fucked up. Yeah. So then, look, I don't know where this research and public notations comes. Or like basically, who noticed this? But public notations and research conducted in the years that followed the fire state that the outfit looks like that, which would relate to Moloch. Now, Moloch is the biblical name of a Canaanite god associated with child sacrifice. What? I know. Oh, my God. And it's believed that his favorite way of sacrifice was the burning of his offerings. So, like, literally, like, burning his sacrifices. Yeah. So, the most, most passages in the Bible refer to, like, Walking through the fire, like Leviticus eighteen twenty one says, and thou shalt not let any of thy seed pass through the fire of Moloch. So there's all this fire connotation yeah. and child sacrifice with this mm. Canaanite god figure. Um, and I looked him up, which was very scary for me because I'm an ex Christian and everything to do with not yeah. God is terrifying and demonic to me. But I did my research, <laughs> and it looks a lot like him, like. The way that he is is like a human body with, um, like, no clothes, like no clothes on the torso, and then right. this, like, yeah, cow, cow face but yeah. with horns. horns, and that is literally yeah. what this photo looks like but in, like, a more hastily put-together way. Right. Um, 
so basically, sorry, I'm just going through my notes. Also on the ghost train, I saw a picture of the ghost train like in the 30s and it's like Hell's Railway is on the front of the ghost train, which is not, again, not weird. It's a ghost train. They're trying to be zesty and scary. Yeah. But the connection. But that's too weird. This Malok thing and the Hell's Railway and everything. Anyway, no one knows the identity of this guy. There was a nationwide search, but no one's ever stepped forward to reveal themselves as the identity in the masked figure. Also weird. I hate masked mysterious figures. Oh, I'm like really cold all of a sudden. I know. It's not cold in here, but I'm just scared. Um, And so there's a couple of quotes from the Daily Telegraph articles, which I will put up on our group. Yeah. um, From Jenny. She says, I did question it and I have learned to have a truly open mind. I'm not a religious person, but I just feel it was all meant to be. She she sort of is more talking about her not getting on the ride. Yeah. Um, for me to walk out of Coney Island at 9.45 p.m. and want an ice cream, I hardly ever ate ice cream, but I had this strange desire to have it, and when I looked back on it, on that, it was totally bizarre. Yeah. Um, so she kind of has this attitude in the in the interviews that were conducted of, like, it happened and I need to put it behind me, which yeah. I totally understand. Like, it's yeah. how devastating to lose your husband oh and your God, two children awful. and in such a horrible way mm. and have been almost about to get on that ride with them. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine the trauma that she's and, gone through. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, but yeah, so she's kind of hasn't, in the interviews, she's the one that's obviously told this story about Malok and she hasn't shut really? it completely right. down. And as much as I'm like, with these things, like, weird spiritual things like I'm interested in ghosts and things like that but Mm. then usually logic comes Mm. into play but it is fucking weird weird that just no one ever said oh yeah that was me I dress up at circular key and like normal everyday guy just making some money as a bus like it's weird that no one came forward and like what a coincidence that you know Damien gets this photo with this man with a mask on who with that is like literally directly exactly like yeah, Malok. This figure and this figure sacrifice. And you said that the four other victims were high school students yep. as well. Mm-hmm. Oh God. It's really fucked up. So they are the theories. That's so creepy. I know. I don't like I feel it. like you didn't get as scared as no, I thought you were. I'm okay. That's I'm good. really creeped out. Like I'm Literally got my arms folded. I feel cold. It's really... I think when you said a photo of a demonic figure, I thought there'd be like a demonic figure in the flames. Yeah, So I'm less freaked out that the demonic figure was beforehand. Yeah. But it's still really creepy and I don't understand. I just don't understand why no one said I'm that man or Mm. my friend is that man. That part's so weird and her not wanting to go on the ride it's just yeah it's very weird it's a i mean there's lots of those sorts of stories where people of narrowly avoid i remember when 9-11 happened there's like a lot of stories yeah of people to that... do with people that miss bus miss trains that they never miss like mm. and like you know decided to go get some gum from the news mm. agent when they've never you know but i'd say a lot of the time it's coincidence i think yeah um but i don't know I'm a bit of a believer in that whole vibe of trust that the universe is unfolding as it should. Mm. And I guess it sounds like Jenny is a bit too, and that's how she kind of copes with it. 
I think that is yeah, that's exactly what I took from her interview. Is yeah. like because she ended up. I think she ended up getting remarried, but she definitely ended up having another kid, which right. is really nice, I think. Because yeah. it's like, oh, I just, I cannot, I'm always like, my heart always breaks for these people where they lose their entire family Everything in one go. In some horrific, um, tragic, yeah. freakish situation like that. Like, it's not like they went bungee jumping, which is like, or skydiving, which is inherently very dangerous. And she was like, oh, no, I don't. I don't want to do that. I'll stay on the ground. You guys do that. And then something awful happened. It was innocuous. It's a ghost oh train. My God, like, yes. yes, they're scary, but in a stupid way where like skeletons jump out or like I remember going on one at the Newcastle show actually with my older cousins. And it, there, there's a bit where like a, a hand kind of like runs down your back. And I was like, don't touch me to my cousin who's a boy. He was like in his 20s. And he's like, I didn't. My hands are here. I didn't touch you. I'm like, I don't like it. I don't like it. I was pretty young. Like, they're not. It's not. I don't like them because I don't like feeling scared like that. But, yeah, it's not like she was so freaked out that she couldn't go on it. It was like this other weird urge sending her away. That, to me, is like a bit of a message maybe that she was supposed to live. Which is so sad. Like, why do they all have to die? And, like, yeah, I know. And I think also, like, it's, like, that element of it is kind of more plays into the idea of, yeah, like, fate. and Yeah. And it's a bit more, like, of a, it's not a nice thought, but I guess it's more of a pure concept. Mm. But, like, this whole thing of this weird demonic Canaanite so god. Weird. And, like, just the connection of that the same day. Yes. Circular key. Yeah. And then you go to Luna Park after and it's just this weird out of yeah. nowhere this busker is like wanting to take a photo with your kid it's like he chose him or something that's what's freaky and it's like yeah. a premonition of yeah what's gonna happen or oh it's fucking it's fucked up i think if if it was just like oh it was a a it the mask wiring. oh yeah. well like the mask matched like some demon but the demon didn't like was just like a random demon yeah but the fact that then the it's the, this god with children's sacrifices and it it was this, the way that it preferred to sacrifice mm. was by fire. Like, what is that connection? Yeah, it's really weird. It's fucked me up so bad <laughs> because, like, I, like I said, I'm terrified of demons, mm. and that's the shit that freaks me out. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But I mean, for me personally, I feel like Abe mm. is a, is the strongest bet given yeah. the actual facts, like the fact that he was. You know, connected to seven other that was his, That was his whole thing, was yeah. setting fire to things to get ahead in business. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like he wanted to buy Luna Park and he was being stopped, so maybe he did. And you wouldn't. You wouldn't come no forward way. or cop to it if people died. Oh, like, God, no. It, maybe it just was him and then it got out of hand because of those fire things, coincidentally. Yes, weren't regulated, you know, they hadn't put the sprinklers in. Their fire codes weren't up to scratch. Yeah. So it was it just kind of escalated and then he was like, oh, I didn't do it. So I'm never going to admit to that. Yeah, totally. Um, that sounds more realistic. Well, it's a logical but concept, isn't that it? that other thing is just so creepy. I know. And then I, I want to see the photo, but I don't. Like, I'm scared. Oh, I'm definitely showing you the photo. I'm scared. Yeah, I you absolutely I don't want to see little see Damien with the demon. It's so hectic. Like, it's it's a very creepy photo, and I think part of it is because 
it's obviously the 70s, so it's got that kind of (laughs) old-timey, like, sepia kind of tone to it. But it's also, like, when I looked at it, when you first look at it, you're like, oh, my God, terrifying. But then when I looked closer, I saw why it wouldn't be weird at the time. At the time, because he's wearing, like, a... He's wearing, like, a furry, fake tiger print loincloth. Like, it doesn't look scary. And <laughs> But then he has – and the, the the mask, she said, was made of, like, cow hide oh, and, like, had the on. horns. So I yeah. thought you just meant a plastic mask. No. And even then I was like, I don't like people in masks. So this no, scares no. me. It's genuinely terrifying. But it's like an actual – like, made of actual animal parts. Yes. It's not like a normal kind of mask. Yeah. Very weird. Very weird. I don't want to see it. I know you're going to show it to me. I'm definitely going to put it in the Facebook group. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's kind of it. That was a short one, I feel. Yes, it is. Yeah. We've just clocked over half an hour. Oh, a little zesty short one. Look at this guy. Yeah, so yeah, like hit us up on Facebook, join our group, Mm. tell us if your mum would take you to Luna Park and Mm. then tell you really horrific stories of ghost train fires while you were like hopping on the little roller coaster. Yes. Um, or if you have any connection to any of these yeah. people, if you like have heard that story, if you know more about that yeah. demon thing, because like I did brief research on it and then I got scared and I had to yeah. stop. Um, yeah, I feel like I might deep dive into it. But I'll scare myself. You were, well, it was on. It was actually semi-featured on a supernatural episode. Because I was, like, looking at pop culture references. (laughs) I don't know, but it said something about they were investigating two kids that were went missing and were in a fire or something. There was a theme park themed, like a carnival themed episode. No, it was more he was, it was more connected to Malok and the fire and children's sacrifice thing. That's interesting. I don't think I've seen it. Might be in a later season. I'm still working my way through. Yeah. But they do take, like, real life things as inspiration, which is so scary in itself. Yes, because, because then you're that like, show is like, can be really nuts. I don't think you'd like it. There's a lot I'm of demons. I'm 110% never watching Supernatural. <laughs> I can tell you that much right now. I mean, I came for the Hot Brothers, mm. stayed for the kind of X Files style Monster of the Week stuff, but some of the episodes are genuinely really scary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that. Yeah. Thank so, what you are you for doing? Sharing it. With us. Oh, thanks. I enjoyed telling you about I'm it. I'm scared. I'm still got my arms folded. I'm I'm unsettled. Yeah, I was really unsettled researching it. And also I think it's one of those ones where you've heard kind of the story of it in a like top line way. Yeah. And then when you do, deep I dive, you get a bit. I knew there was a fire, but I didn't know there was yeah. any creepy element to it. And sad. Like yeah. really fucking so sad. sad. Like obviously all murders, all deaths are sad, but mm. it's just I think the idea that they could have potentially yeah. made it out is really sad and to young me. people. I mean, no one – it's sad when anybody dies in that situation, but like young high schoolers and little kids. That's so horrible. It's awful. Um, but what are you doing next week? Next week I'm going to do – I can't remember. I don't remember either. I think I'm going to do Jordana Katevsky. Yes, that is what you're going to do who was a girl that went missing a couple of suburbs away from me when I was growing up. Mm. So Personal connection. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a sad one. Yeah. Not fun, not zesty. I don't, it hasn't been fun or zesty since the Lithgow Panther, no. to be honest. And even that, I got scared when you told the story about the doorway in the woods. Oh, yeah. I got really scared. That was literally nothing to do with the Lithgow <laughs> Panther. Just that was me <laughs> that going was on a bushwalk. That was just your segue. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, cool. All right. We'll see you next time for another All Aussie Mystery 40 minutes. <laughs> 42 minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> Bye. Bye.